2016. This is interviews, music reviews, and more. This is, this is The Hotter Show. What is up, everybody? We're Roland Audio here today in episode 341 of The Hotter Show. I hope you guys are doing absolutely fantastic. Thank you so very much for tuning in and clicking that play button on today's episode of the podcast. I am back to form here on this week's episode of the show. Still a little, uh, uh, I'm not going to say under the weather, still not quite 100%. Uh, COVID kicked my ass. Let me just say that. I'll talk a little bit about it in this episode, so I'm not going to talk about it anymore, but let's just say I'm happy to be uh, feeling much better and being able to actually podcast. I have a kick-ass episode for you here today as I am joined by Jacob and Gord from Beguiler for a music showcase of their brand new EP that just came out a couple of months ago, Edrath. And let me tell you, it is a freaking banger. If you're a fan of deathcore and heavy stuff, you're going to love it. Beguiler are definitely one of my favorite, if not my favorite, uh, deathcore band. And it's always a pleasure getting to talk with Jacob. And this was actually the first time that Gord made an appearance on The Hottest Show. And I go way back with Gord. So it was a lot of fun getting to chat with him and Jacob all about the brand new EP. And then also we get to hear all four tracks in their entirety, along with some fun stories about the writing and recording of the EP, track by track commentary for all four of the songs. And then also we talk a little bit about Gord joining the band and kind of what the guys have been up to since it has been a while since we heard from Megailer here on the show. I'm not going to waste any more time. We got an epic episode for you here today. Let's get into it. Back for another edition of the Hotter Show Music Showcase. This time with the homies in Beguiler, we got Jacob and Gord here talking all about the brand new EP. I'm already going to fuck up the goddamn name of it. You just Edirath. called Edirath. That's it. I'm leaving that in. Fuck it. What's up, boys? Yeah. How's it hanging? Not a whole lot. Pretty good. Pretty good, man. What's going on? Oh, you know, just living the dream. Real quick, Gord, it's good to uh, finally get you on here for a chat, man. You've, I was talking to you before we started, like you've been on my list literally from like day one and just, I can't believe it's taken this damn long, but it's uh, it's good to see you, man. It's been a long time. We're, we're finally here, man. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me out. Like, thanks for having us out. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, man, it's a pleasure. Obviously, Jacob, the last time I... We, that you were on the show was, I mean, it feels like a freaking lifetime ago. It was a 2018, uh, but it might as well be 10 years ago, man. Jeez. Yeah, I want to say it was like the end of 2018. Feel, yeah. It does feel like a fucking lifetime since then, honestly. <laughs> so what's what's been going on in the world of Beguiler the last uh, the last little while? Oh, man. Uh, since we talked then a lot, um in the last little bit, not too much. Um, it's kind of getting back into the swing of things now that like Canada's back open and stuff like that again. So we can play some shows and kind of do some catching up and been working on it in, uh, an album as well. Right on. That's good to hear. Obviously the last time that, uh, I had some Beguiler content on the hotter show was actually, uh, the, 
showcase for Born Under a Bad Sign, which still remains one of my all-time favorite fucking uh, albums that I've had on the on the Hotter Show Music Showcase. Like I still I still rip that album all the time. I love it. And then obviously from there, you guys did have the it, it is it considered a crossover with Pillars of Autumn or is it like what is like the proper terminology for what that, um, that was? Let's split EP. Split yeah, EP. Yeah, so right. we did okay. uh, we did a conscious decline, which was um, second EP we did, and then yeah, we did the split with Pillars. Um, that came out now, I guess, almost two years ago. It'd be two years in the fall. Yes, a conscious decline was. So you know you know why I just called it "Born Under a Bad Sign" because that's like the fucking banger that I always it's all it comes up in my yeah. playlist all the time. So in my mind, I was like, oh, it's "Born Under a Bad Sign." Yeah, no, a conscious decline mm. was that uh, that EP. But yeah, no, yeah. and that split was fucking awesome too. It was really good. Uh, yeah, no, it turned out great. Like, super happy with it, especially Pillars. They killed it as always. Those dudes are fucking crazy man like they're nuts <laughs> in terms of like all-around musicianship and like i can't oh nick man i keep forgetting his name but nick like on the vocals too monster man yeah, absolute man. monster yeah he's a beauty too i love nick yeah big shouts to the pillar of autumn guys another band that i've been meaning the fucking reach out to and just Life is crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, they're they're a fun time. I think they would be more than happy to do it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Boys, I'll slide into the uh, the old DM soon. But even just just getting this together, man, Jacob, you and I have been I, I've been we've been trying to schedule this for like a fucking like a month and a half and I was all yeah. finally good to go and then my dumbass got COVID and yeah, it's uh <laughs> Yeah, it's just nice. it's, yeah life right it's been like a hell of a month i feel like last month has been real busy and then yeah like i feel like the same for you as well and then of course you caught the virus and <laughs> yeah. oh man but glad you're feeling better and glad we're doing this yeah man for sure so obviously with Edirath, it did come out now as we're so it, it came out it was in uh the end of April. End of yeah, I was, I was just about to say, and it was end of April. But I mean, it's to me, it's still nice and fresh. So walk me through a little bit of kind of the, you know, the pre-production and the writing process leading up to recording Edirath. Um, so a couple of the songs we wrote actually like quite a while ago. Um, like probably even towards the beginning of covid uh we wrote one of the songs and then one of the other songs even was from before that we were gonna use it on the the split with uh pillars but we didn't end up doing that um but uh yeah like we had them tracked for a bit um we had a bunch of songs to pick from um we were kind of always set on releasing those songs and then uh yeah we just like basically retracked them um i did all the tracking and then sent it out to keegan at nocturnal to mix as always the wizard yeah yes. he's done all our stuff and that honestly like for all the stuff he's done for us um turned out amazing i think it's some of his best work and we talked a lot about it um beforehand and kind of 
what we wanted to sound what we wanted it to sound like and he absolutely nailed it like beyond expectations as always yeah it's definitely a really great sounding like you guys have always had from day one great production and even like you said with Edrath, it's very much it's even like holy shit it's even more like but even like the tracking man like it it's like you can just hear like as great as if you have a great producer they can obviously make things sound really clean but if the stuff's not recorded and tracked properly like there's only so yeah. much you can do right of course the source is important for sure um and yeah i definitely like um i spent basically like um i i always kind of did this stuff before a bit but then during like the um pandemic and stuff we weren't playing shows and whatnot and i spent a lot of extra time just on the computer like learning audio stuff and then also um like just honing in on on tracking and getting clean tracks and stuff like that and then um it's uh it's always nice to send it out to mix so um especially with keegan because we know he's gonna do a great job and then also because like i'm so close to that music like i could I'll, i won't be happy but i love i love sending it out and uh like keegan always like definitely nails it uh we also sent it uh to be mastered by um matt andrews who's uh running a studio now out of windsor um so he did the masters on that and um he also does great great work uh mixing and whatnot as well um so it was cool to get like even another set of ears on it and definitely like super happy with the outcome for it right on well and it's definitely like big shout outs to keegan and matt like it because it yeah it sounds fantastic like that's that's the one thing i think i had just had this conversation with someone the other day about like the the death core death metal genre you know like because they were like oh like i just i i can't i can't get into it why are they screaming at me you know it's the classic silly <laughs> thing right and, and i said like you know and i he was showing me like this rock band or something and i was like this is cool but i'm like the production's not there like the songs aren't there i'm like dude like you just prefer this because he's singing clean like what and and i put on um i put on the ep for him i put on plague ridden rats and i was like just listen to this like just and he was like shit this is really cool like it's really clean like what like and it, it's something i've noticed like with with the more extreme side of metal like it's like the production is so it's so clean that like yeah. you can't like you can't deny it like it's just the vocals are so like yes it's heavy and it's very you know a lot of gut rolls and then a lot of highs and stuff but like you can understand what they're saying you can understand what's going on like the days of like just like the 90s death metal where you could barely yeah. understand what the fuck was going on <laughs> like honestly honestly even like there was there was always good bands in hmm. the minus a lot of really era, good fucking but bands. oh there was but even yeah in the 2010s like a lot of metalcore bands deathcore bands had shitty recordings like yeah. <laughs> our like my old bands guilty of it too like it's it's just kind of way it is but like i find the last few years too even like it makes it easier to get clean recordings with 
like how good digital audio is getting. And I mean, it's hard to be analog as always, but like as far as like if you are on a budget or doing DIY recording, um, yeah, like the a lot of the stuff and like hardware and software plugins that are coming out now just sound almost identical to their to their analog copies, right? So yeah, it's freaking like wild what you can do now. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, I went from using Audacity to, <laughs> Ado to Adobe Edition and then back to Audacity. Yeah. And then now I'm back on Adobe Edition. And uh -huh. like going from Audacity to Adobe Edition, it was like, oh, like what? Like, holy shit. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. just, it's wild what you can do now with just uh, even a, a cell phone and a good dog like it's crazy what you can do nowadays oh yeah wild man. yeah absolutely freaking wild so one thing with this ep like obviously gord with you joining the band what was the timeline like for that like jacob you mentioned that like the like were the tracks are already done or they were pretty much done okay. at, at the time when he joined i think we we're like finishing up recording and we were kind of like, hey, like, if you want, like, you could do these tracks, but we'd rather just give you time to learn everything, get comfortable and whatnot, because they were, like, pretty much already all tracked. Like, I think we would have even had to retract some of it if you wanted to. Right, yeah. would have been cool, but for time's sake and everything, it's, you know, we got it done, yeah. but he picked it up quick, like, within, I think, like, a week or two after like once they were sent sent out for mix like we were uh, practicing uh with them for the show we did in the fall and uh yeah boy's a quick learner <laughs> that's my <fucking laughs> gordy man so what was it like for you gord coming in like obviously you're no slouch of a damn musician and i mean you playing with crane and everything like that's knowing your history and that how was it for you coming in and joining a band like beguiler who have had you know they've already had some music out they've they're known as some pretty heavy hitters in the scene how was that for you coming into the band it was i'll be honest man it was like it was huge for me personally because i don't know like i don't know like i watching them like before even before taylor was in the band like when he was just hanging out with them i remember he went and drove on a tour with them they did a weekend run back in the day when Skinner and FS and Matt were still in the band and like getting to hang out with them at the space and shit, man. Like that was cool. Got to know Scott pretty well. Got to know Jacob through that. Uh, and then I think it was back in last August because Taylor at the time I was living on park road in Oshawa and uh taylor was living block or two down the house on or down the street on st Clair there and came up one day after work and he's like hey man uh you know what do, what do you think we uh he's like you want to you want to come play bass he's like we need a bass player and i was like what <laughs> seriously <laughs> it was big man it was i'm happy where i am like i'm happy to be here like it's they're a great group of guys man they're all super fucking talented like yeah that's it man. And that's it's, awesome 
and it's cool to play in a band with you know taylor because like him and i like we grew up together like went to high school together our we played in a band in high school briefly like he played guitar for us for maybe like a month what band was that oh dude like it was so we were called Beyond the Black Winter, and there's like a million and one jokes. Yo, about that's that fucking hard. <laughs> Beyond Dude. the Black Winter, bro. So, a lot of people, a lot of people I met after the fact, like, year, like a few years later, they were all like, "Yeah, man, like when I heard about your band, like we never recorded anything. We played a couple of shows, but they were like, when we heard about your name, we thought you were like a black metal band, and and then we learned you were like a Green Day cover band." Yeah, oh. it was really hilarious. <laughs> you, guys, you guys also didn't have vocals for a while, right? Nah, man, because Calvin, Calvin at the time, our friend Calvin Cole was on was playing guitar and doing vocals, and right up until every show, he'd be like, "Yeah, man, I got this. Like, I'm doing vocals." And then the day of the show, he'd be like, "Yeah, I'm not doing vocals." Yeah, so funny story actually to go back. Like, I'd say, "God damn, this was probably." Oh, are you talking 12, about 13 years ago now? Our old band, Eminence, played a show with Gord's band at like the old music scene. This was before we knew each other, like way before we knew each other. And they were playing, yeah, like fucking Green Day instrumentals. And, uh, and Curtis, uh, who was in our band, uh, like um, Curtis Hercock, uh, he jumped up on the stage and fucking started doing like like harsh vocals for like American idiot and just did like a bunch of pig squeals. And then all of a sudden, like all these kids came in and started throwing down and like your guys, like, like I swear, like family members and just like old people were there like filming. Yeah. <laughs> and, they, and they were just not happy, but fuck, that was funny. I'm sorry. Oh my God. No, dude, awesome. that was, you know, I, I'm, you know, it's funny, like <laughs> after the fact, being like, "No way that you were in that band!" Like that's hilarious. Like uh, just like how we cross paths there, but <laughs> didn't know each other. No, nah, man, that such was... a small world, man. Absolutely. Yeah, that was before I even knew Taylor. Holy fuck! Really? Yeah, like so we would we would have been in like grade nine or ten. I guess you guys were like in grade ten too, like super. super yeah, that sounds this sounds about right. Yeah. Shit, man, you and just it was like it was like my one memory. Of those, one of those like mixed genre showcases. So like, was it like a battle of the bands, like Supernova battle of the bands yeah, or some like, shit? Yeah. Okay. Like pyramid scheme type deal. Like, <laughs> pyramid <yeah>. scheme. <laughs> 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 well oh, said no. sir well said <laughs> oh geez speaking of pyramid schemes uh no that's the worst segue in the history of this show so going back to the the ep for a second here i i gotta ask like obviously on the showcase here we're gonna play the tracks and stuff in a little bit but i want to talk to you guys about the cover of this ep because the second i saw the cover I was like, holy shit, it's going down. Like, just, you can tell, like, I love the cover for a conscious decline as well. But like, I was just like, it's, it's so, I mean, it's, to me, it's dark and horror. Like, where did the, the idea for that come from? A lot of those ideas were like Scott's for sure. Um, I feel like 
Um, in the in the early days, like I don't know, Plague Ridden Rats. I feel like that song is where a lot of like the visual um, influence came from for that. But that song is like it's about primarily about Bloodborne, which is like very like Victorian era looking stuff, um, gothic stuff, which we really love. But um, we kind of had to do with what we could. And we were definitely on a tight budget for our and timeline and timeline. We had to do it quick um, because we were doing stuff last minute. And then actually uh, Gord got uh, one of his friends, uh, Stephanie, to to help us out. She does all types of like photography and like graphic design stuff. And she helped us out with that. And yeah, it turned out cool. Like very like out of like horror style, like you said. Like I I like it, um, especially for like how quick it came out and the basically minimal budget and materials we we're working with for that. You want to know yeah. a fun fact about the cover, TJ? I, I do. So, the guy with the axe—that's me. No and, way! That's and, awesome. You know, and. <laughs> And and the corpse I'm dragging behind me is Scott. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, buddy. It's and we we the like that whole like kind of um the whole background with like the side of the church and like the trees and stuff, man. Like we drove up Lakeshore to this like Lakeshore Road in Newcastle there. We drove up almost to Port Hope, I think it's where it kind of comes out. And there's like the historic church and there's like an old cemetery in the back there. I know, I know it really well. I grew up around there. I know. So it really well. there you go. Yeah. That's where we did that photo, man. And that's then wild. My, wow. um, my girlfriend, Carly, her friend, Steph, she, uh, like Jacob said, like she has graphic design and all that. And actually, I don't know if you ever saw the Jon Snow photo that I posted. Yes. With me and yeah. She edited the dire wolf in there and okay. took those photos and stuff for us. Like she's, she's a fucking, uh she's a wizard bro like she's she's great yeah she's super i i have i have a really interesting connection with stephanie because i'm good friends with her cousin sam so just it's okay yeah yeah. everyone knows everyone right you know what she's oh yeah she's (laughs) fucking awesome man she's and she's (laughs) she loves she fucking she has a huge passion for horror as well so like getting her input on stuff for that like it everything just it was such a good experience man like it was good good shoot that's awesome because yeah like if you look at her instagram and stuff it's very like she's a fantastic photographer but i remember when i saw her name pop up for this i was like what like really (laughs) and then like i kind of dug a bit deeper and i was like okay that's cool it's cool to see that's awesome because yeah the the second you see that uh that's so cool that that's you going in that ticket. That's just, that's just, I don't know. It just warms my heart. Just like, you know, doing the, you're the crazy ax murderer. <laughs> it kind of fulfilled like low key. It kind of fulfilled like another fantasy of mine. Cause like, man, I'd love not, not I'm just, just that. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I think it'd be so much fun, dude, to play the serial killer or psychopath or bad guy in whatever genre movie dude i think it'd be so much fun dude i will write a movie right now as with this character bet i'll do it right now i know some people we can make it happen 
do it i'll do it i'll do it for free bro just to get it out there we'll do it that's awesome that's awesome so as far as the like the actual tracking of the ep jacob like you'd already kind of mentioned a little bit about it but did you guys have any like whether it was there like any of those moments while you were recording that you were just like fuck that that's the one like that's the song um i mean i feel like when we wrote a couple of those songs like time ago they were a big step up from what we were kind of writing and it's funny because like songs like that we'll just bang them out and then um afterwards be like wow this song's really fucking sick and like they were definitely a bit ahead of like um what we were writing at the time like i said um so i feel like when we finished them we were kind of like um those are songs like we have to use and then um we sat on them for so long i don't know you just kind of get tired of them but then re-recording them and um adding in like you know extra production elements all that stuff and then especially hearing the mixes back i think was like it was like so refreshing and then we're just like holy fuck like glad we picked those like solid songs um yeah so i'd say that i don't know there's a couple of those moments but i don't know i feel like i i personally like all the songs pretty much equally um all for different reasons but i'd say like insomnolence has to be like probably one of my favorite songs we've written just because like the vibe of it is so like i don't know just dark and sounds huge and yeah (laughs) it does for sure man well i i think it's high time we play some music here so we got four fucking bangers to play for you guys and then we're going to come back and talk a little more about each track and a little more about the ep so the four songs that we have for you guys here right now is the first track please correct me if i mispronounce this jacob but insomnolence yep insomnolence which of course which does feature joss from wrath eternal which is uh yeah, yeah, it's a Wraith fucking banger, dude. Wraith Eternal. Sorry, Wraith Eternal, I, not Wrath so Eternal. Yes, sorry. You, yes, so yes. I, yeah. I, you know what? I have in my fucking <laughs> notes, I have... Um, <laughs> fuck, I literally had that pronunciation in there, too. Oh, God. Sorry, guys. It's been a long day for TJ. But uh, it's an absolute banger of a track, man. Like, you and Josh just work so well together. But we'll we'll talk about that uh, after we hear the song. So then we have Plague Ridden Rats entropy and desolate desolate yes desolate four bangers so crank it up guys right now here on the house music showcase this is edirath by beguiler
All right, guys, we're back here with Gord and Jacob from Beguiler. We just heard their EP, Edorath. Fucking bangers, boys. Just bangers. I loved it. I love the EP, man. Again, the track listing, we have Insomnolence, which features Joss Willems from Wraith Eternal, not Wrath Eternal. Uh, we have Plague Ridden Rats, Entropy, and Desolate. So walk me through... Let's go. Let's go through each track here and walk me through it. So let's start off with the first track, Insomnolence. And just context of what they're about. Yeah, like I'd love to know, like a little bit about, you know, the like what the song, a little bit about like like the lyrics of the song, like kind of what the song's about. Any fun stories about tracking that particular song? And I'd also love to uh, to know the story behind getting Josh to uh, to help you out with some some killer uh dueling vocals there yeah for sure um so insomnolence um it's just another word for um like insomnia pretty much um that song is just all about sleep depression sleep deprivation and uh i don't know what that does to your mood i guess for the longest time like i like i don't know i just don't sleep at night like even i'll work early in the morning and sometimes only sleep for like two hours but um i'm i've done it for so long now and like my my body is like it's almost used to it and i mean that's definitely not right but yeah the whole song is just kind of about yeah sleep deprivation deprivation and uh of course like you know depression all that stuff stress where like those things all kind of go hand in hand right um and then yeah like instrumentally it's definitely a lot going on i think out of all the tracks that probably had the most layers on it and uh yeah it's just uh super melodic but super dark sounding um josh we've wanted to have on a track for forever i did i did a feature on a wraith track like years ago i think on their first ep um and ever since then i've kind of said like you know i'm gonna have you on a track josh blah 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 and then uh we didn't really have any features on our first couple EPs. And then the second one, the split we did, um, uh, we had Aiden on it from false fire, but, um, I don't know. We kind of knew before that Josh was going to be on this track specifically. So he just kind of patiently waited till we put it out. I assured him we were still going to do it. And yeah, I don't know. I've known him for years. His vocals are good. I was happy to have them. It was it was easy. We um, recorded it at my place, and yeah, I'm happy with how it turned out. That's awesome, and it's cool because like with the 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 death core death metal, the kind of the guttural style vocals. Like if you're not careful, it's like you can almost be like, oh, like they sound kind of similar with some guys, but like with you and, and Josh, like you guys have such a distinctive voices. 
it's it's wild to me like because you can go fucking all over the place you're a madman with your with your range oh, you. um so it was cool to hear just almost like there were times that you were taking kind of like the almost like the high harmony and he was going low and then he was going high and you were going low just there's a lot going yeah. on in that track vocally man <laughs> well he was he was just in the the one section at the end right so that was kind of all him um just for like the the second half of that last break. So that was that was just you doing the whole fuck, fuck off. That's crazy, man. Yeah, no, for like I, the, I, I assumed I knew he was for sure at the end, but I was like, I was like, he's got to be doing some other vocals in there, dude. Like, what the fuck? That's yeah, wild. No, that was, <laughs> That's wild. Just me on there. Jesus. So you got like eight voices. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> So you could you could have told me there was like four people on that trunk, and I'd be like, yeah, that checks out. Like, just, <laughs> that's probably yeah. the that's probably the best compliment I can give you is I I thought there was multiple people doing the the vocals on it. <laughs> Definitely multiple layers, but yeah, all of course, the, yeah, up, and, up until the end there. But yeah, thank you, man. I I appreciate it. I like to bounce around. I find it it kind of just comes naturally too with like how spastic like some of the the vocals are in our music and yeah i've always liked different ranges and always like enjoyed listening to bands where like the the vocalists do a lot of different ranges so definitely yeah, and you've that you've show. got that uh that randy blyle pitch too which is I, there's not a lot of cats doing the harsh vocals that i hear that can do that pitching of your scream like that's something that i've only really heard randy do it and and you're you're one of the very few people i know that i'm like yo he can fucking do that like it's oh yeah it's he's definitely one of my early influences too mm -hmm. like i used to like lamb of god was one of the first bands i started screaming to and whatnot that's definitely a good one to start to because you learn right away like how to Again, it's uh, having having a little bit of melodicness to your screams, right? You're not just screaming words for the sake of screaming them. It's like let's round things out and let's make sure I'm pronunciating things properly. And it's, yeah, that's cool, sure. man. That's awesome. And I, I do love the intro too. Like super. I wasn't expecting that when I turned on the EP. I was like. This is kind of like groovy and vibey. I dig this, and then it fucking kicks in, and I'm like, "Shit!" <laughs> yeah, we got to play around with a lot of different synths and stuff on it. So there is some, yeah, like some creations like that intro that kind of came out last minute. But it's like, I think like they're super fitting, and I like how the, especially in the first song, the synth at the beginning and end, like. I just kind of tie it, tie the song together and just kind of sets the vibe right away. And that's, I think what we're going for, for like a lot of these tracks and why we added so much, um, like so many synths and like so much extra production value is like, we're really just going to like try and set vibes for the songs. That's awesome. We'll definitely do get that. So the next track that obviously we got to make sure we talk about Plague Ridden Rats. 
You might as well have called this one plague ridden breakdowns. Like what the fuck? Just, <laughs> Oh my God. I was, cause this was the first track that you guys dropped from the EP. And I remember I saw the title. I think I saw you guys upload like the picture of like the bloody ax. And it was like, you had the date and I was like, Oh shit. And then I think I saw the pre, uh, the pre save for plague ridden rats. And I was just, I'm pretty sure I commented and was like, fuck, like, ah, oh. just the title alone. I'm like, yo, this is going to be some dark, heavy shit. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know that song is, I think, yeah. Um, definitely like we've had it for a while, but that song's all about bloodborne. Um, so the the name plague ridden rats like that's definitely comes from that kind of that game they they utter that phrase a lot i don't know if like if you've played that i have a little so yeah i i'm yeah so like you know like all the towns people they'll like you know (laughs) throw their torch at you and be like plague ridden rat and all that shit like uh you plague ridden rat yeah or a white Oh, we we always fuck with that shit. Like me, me, Gordon, Scott, we all, we all nerd the fuck out over those games. Like literally, like like me and Scott played Bloodborne up until the day like Elden Ring came out. We've even played. I was it just about to ask that. So you just, that's oh, that's man. like a whole. We ha- we we can have a whole other conversation on that because I suck at those fucking games. Right I suck at those fucking games, dude. I didn't even get past the first area on Bloodborne. That's how much yeah, I suck. So you're like so. Taylor, yeah. I, I suck, <laughs> dude. I suck. Yeah. I suck. Like just even Elden Ring. I was like, Elden Ring. Is it like El? It's I, my buddy's like, yeah, man. It's like you know, Elder Scrolls meets Dark Souls. And I was like, okay, I could get, I could get into that. No, no. I got like 20, I got a little further in it. And I was like, oh man, I don't need this shit in my life. I'm good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those games are, they're me. I was just like, yo, I want like the easiest difficulty story mode. Let's just have some fun. That's all I want, man. I don't, I'm not looking for a yeah. fucking challenge anymore. <laughs> like, just... No, no, fun, fun in those games have to involve <laughs> screaming at your console or computer or whatever. I can't, I can't, I can't anymore. Back in the day, for sure, you know. But uh, yeah, I just, I, I'd have a, I'd have a fucking heart attack. But anyway, no, that that's cool though. Like I, um, I, because I, I know that just the term plague ridden rats. Like I was like, okay, that's obviously it's from Bloodborne. Because I'm like, I, I at least knew that much <laughs> Bloodborne, even though I didn't get very far. Um, but that's awesome. And, it, and it's a song too that like I've been, I saw it pop up on a few, uh, like I think it was like Breakdown Central. I saw it pop up on there for yeah, a video. Just yeah. did like a reaction review to it. Um, super nice dude. I don't know him by name, but I we've chatted a bit on the pages. He's super nice dude. Right on. Uh, so I was happy that he featured us on that. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely a, a banger fucking track. And like I said, like just as much as I, I joke about the whole, you know, plague ridden breakdowns, it's like, dude, like Yeah, definitely like the, the breakdowns hit. I we always talked about doing uh like like just like a bloodborne song or something like that. And then um Scott like uh like me and Scott finished that song 
like years ago and then i just kind of wrote the lyrics for it and then showed them after and was like like yeah these are the lyrics for this and it's all about bloodborne and he was like that's perfect like and yeah pretty much everything in that song is referenced to that game um but i don't know it's cool it's like we we like like that victorian era um art style all that and then like also like the the soundtracks like we're big nerds for like neoclassical music um victorian era like but like modern takes on it like right yeah sound like horror horror like, moodier and darker yeah 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 like, i did that i'll i'll listen to like film scores for like horror movies and shit if i like it you know um stuff like that so that's awesome i yeah. we got to talk after this podcast about something <laughs> okay <laughs> for sure that's awesome though man yeah it's a it's a hell of a fucking track for sure um next track that we have here is entropy which is it was one that was kind of a it was one that definitely it, it caught me off guard just because of how like it's very like i don't want to say groovy that's not the right word i'm looking for here but like there's a lot of like the, the symphonic keys and shit going on and like it's very kind of vibey but again still heavy and yeah. it's a really cool track man i i wasn't expecting that on the on this ep but it yeah. fits so well yeah to be honest neither were we really <laughs> that that kind of came in last minute um we had some other plans for the track list and um we ended up kind of adding that in last minute um because there was a track we did like we did um a cover for uh like a white chapel song right and okay originally like we're this is just kind of like a taster because like we're kind of strapping down to like do an lp now but we did want to put out more music and then originally we were gonna put that white chapel cover on but um the the licenses for um basically there's different licenses for us putting it out digitally as opposed to also selling it on a cd there's additional licensing you need for that. And um, just like for the time crunch, they the, those licenses definitely don't come as quick. It was super easy to do the digital one and just put it out. But as far as like getting a mechanical license to print it on CDs, it was gonna take a little while. We didn't really wanna sacrifice the time. Um, and so we did that interlude kind of, um, and like the lyrics for it, they tie into that whole Bloodborne theme again. Um, and then also just kind of transition into the next track. And then that's also exactly what we use the instrumental for. It's kind of built upon elements from the end of Plague Ridden Rats. And then the song just kind of like fades into uh, Desolate um and yeah we we banged that out quickly like we we put in the keys taylor had it at home for like a night or two and uh wrote um some some leads for it and then we sat back down at my place and then um kind of came up with the whole like rhythm structure 
for it. And then it ended up slapping. And then we're like, fuck it, we'll throw it on there for like the interlude. And um, I think at least for like Taylor and I, it's um, like <laughs> one of our favorite tracks on it. It's so simple and um, honestly felt effortless. But yeah, it's like it definitely has like a whole vibe to it. And really happy with how it turned out that's awesome it's it's definitely like it's it's a step in a different direction for you guys but it's still very much like you guys right yeah that's a little broken down like it's it's definitely a bit more um like laid back i'd say like instrumentation wise yeah definitely so it's and it's it's such a wonderful bridge again like you said going from plague ridden rats into desolate which is the next track and the final epic conclusion for for the ep um i mean what what can i say about desolate it's just fucking this huge track it has everything on it basically it's almost like like if i was to say like if someone was to say hey what's like what what does beguiler have to offer i think desolate might be that new track for me that i might be like hey check this out because it's got kind of all the elements you guys do in on one track you know, there's some melodicness going on. There's the heaviness. There's the symphonic stuff. There's the riffs. There's it, everything's there. Yeah, I could see that for sure. That's uh, yeah, that that song definitely was intimidating at first. So, like I think for all of us when we wrote it, it's uh, definitely like a step up. It's like instrumentation wise, it's just fast as hell in a lot of notes, but. Um, it was like once again one of those songs where it's like we just shout it out really quick and it's fucking intense and super happy with how it turned out and then i feel like the definitely like the backing tracks and like all the synth elements definitely add like a whole other element to it and yeah like i don't know i never really thought about it until you said it but it really does cover a lot of our bases which like i like and uh yeah it's not it's like a lot of people seem to like like favor that track um at least like from what they've told me and it's like i didn't exactly expect that but yeah i think i to be honest i think desolate is is it's probably my favorite track like i think that's i think i gotta pick as much as i love the first track like i think desolate might need to be the one for me like i said just for the reason i said earlier like just it's it encapsulates everything that I like about you guys and what you're doing. And I think it's a cool look into the future too. Right. Like, I think you guys are at this point where it's like, if there was more melodicness in the form of like instrumentation wise and stuff, I mean, I wouldn't have that, you know, while still keeping the, you know, our, our album that we're, we're working on right now, it's definitely, it's going to have both. For nice. sure. Okay. There's some songs that are really melodic and like more technical. And then there's other ones that really are just like, you know, they still have those elements, but a, a lot of heavy parts, stuff like that. It, it'll be like, I feel like um, a good expansion on the, the EP that we just did. Right. Oh man, that's fucking awesome. Well, overall, man, Edrath, a, badass fucking ep gore do you have a out of the four tracks do you have one that's like kind of your favorite to jam or so 
again, I going back to it, desolate, man. Like, well, okay, to be honest, ent- every time I listen to it, it's always entropy into desolate because you have to let that transition just flow yeah. through, man. Yeah. Like, it's like when we first got those, uh, the masters and back or the first mixes and stuff back, man, like, I was fucking blown away, like, floored with how it all sounded. And even like as songwriting goes, like, because that was kind of uh, Taylor wrote a majority of that song, didn't he? Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah, that was pretty much all like me and Taylor, and in, in like one night, I think we fleshed it out, and then you know maybe sat down with Scott like once after and went over a few things, but. But yeah, like yeah. I know for Taylor, like in terms of songwriting, like. That was a huge step up because yeah. like coming from the Umo days and then coming into this, it's almost like night and day, right? Not that Woody, not that the Umo stuff wasn't good because that shit was great too. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah. Yeah. Very. But, it, it's different though. Right. Like yeah. there's, there's, you know, yeah, it's still heavy music, yeah. but like it's a different type of thing. So it's, yeah, it's cool to hear that he had, uh, he had a big hand in that one too. Cause that's, mm-hmm. That's cool yeah. to hear. Yeah, he's he's had a big part in writing for sure. I find like with a like too, it's like um there's some things over like the lockdown where it's like we would kind of write separate, but I find the the songs that we write together, um we definitely like push ideas around and I feel like every time it it pushes the envelope, like we there was some riffs in that song where um yeah i just kind of would sit down and play around with some things on the computer and then be like you know what if we played something like this and then fucking taylor's whipping out some shit just on the spot and then once we're done we're like this is gonna suck to play but (laughs) (laughs) if it is it even good if you look at it and just go fuck man like how are we gonna play this we'll figure it out we we do ourselves dirty but (laughs) well it it makes for a pleasure to listen to because it is a it's a badass ep and thank you guys so much for for joining me and coming on to have a chat about this it was a lot of fun real quick before we go one last question i got for you guys what is Edorath and why did you name the EP that? Oh, man. It's a cool word. Well, basically, we had to come up with um, a cool word, of course, because, you know, typical cliche deathcore band. Um, <laughs> we like one word names and you can't be too basic with it, but honestly, like, uh, the, the meaning of it is, um, it's basically like the feeling of like emptiness after like a, a long process. So it could be like, that could relate to a number of things, but we were just kind of relating it to like you know, like we just spent two years, like, um, like not, like not being able to play shows. Um, there's a lot of periods of time where we weren't able to like rehearse in our space that we normally would. Um, and it was like, it was a long 
long process kind of getting back into the swing of things and getting this thing together. Um, but you know, it, uh, like I definitely like, I think in reality didn't feel empty after <laughs> it felt fulfilled, but, uh, as far as like lyrical context, all those things go just kind of fits the vibe with, um, kind of like things I like I was feeling or we were all feeling like while we were writing the music which was like definitely a period of time like before we put it out so yeah I think that's kind of where it came with we had a list of names that we thought fit and then that was the one we ended up picking well it's a it's a badass name and it's something too that you know, people will be like, oh, like, what does that word mean? And then it brings more into the context of the of the EP once you look it up and you see that you're like, oh, okay, like it just and also like with the cover and everything, it just looks like like <laughs> yeah. it looks like a fucking horror movie, and I love it. I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's a good fit. I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm glad you like it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, boys, it's been a pleasure. Let's uh, let's do this again sometime soon. Let's not wait for years or for gourd the first time ever let's uh let's look up Holy again shit, soon and yeah, chat. absolutely <laughs> yeah man we'll stay in touch we'll uh we'll we'll get in touch maybe uh like around the time we're getting ready to like drop this album oh you're damn right there's gonna be a, a full beguiler album you're damn right there's gonna be some appearances on the holiday yeah. show for that one yeah we're <laughs> due for one we can't we yeah. can't release our 500th ep we gotta our I like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All right, boys. Shit. Thanks so much. No, thank oh, you, thank man. You, man. All right, folks. There you have it. Another edition of the Harder Show Music Showcase featuring my boys, Beguiler, and their EP, Edorath. Thank you so very much, Jacob and Gord, for jumping on the show. Always a pleasure getting to talk with you, Jacob. And Gord, I'm happy that we finally were able to... Uh, to get you to make an appearance here on the show. And uh, we'll, we'll have to have going on, I think, for a chat. Uh, a little solo chat ski, because we did have Jacob on talk a little about his musical journey, but I, I don't know a lot about uh, about Gord's journey. So I'd like to make that happen, brother. So let's uh, let's link up soon for that. Thank you guys so very much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. Be sure to check out Beguiler. And while you're at it, check out The Harder Show wherever you get your podcasts. We are on literally every podcast app imaginable, including YouTube, you know, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audible, Apple Podcasts, all those, all those you can find The Harder Show on. And also check us out on the social media. We have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under The Harder Show. If you would like to be on the show or you have a comment or something you'd like me to talk about on the show, hit me up anytime at Show at gmail.com. Com. and uh we'll link up or i'll i'll chat with you or i'll uh, take the recommendation or what have you if you would like to support this show consider of course subscribing but also leaving a rating ratings really help this show grow and specifically five star ratings help this show grow up the charts and if you would like to support the show even more consider joining the patreon family the hotheads and get a special shout out at the end of every single episode of the harder show just like my current patrons we of course have mr scotty d 
longtime patron, the OG patron. Scott, thank you so very much for your patronage, my man. You know how much I appreciate you. The Grey Rooms podcast, thank you so very much to the Grey Rooms team for being just amazing and ridiculously talented human beings, but also for being patrons of this little podcast and all that you guys have done for me so far. And I really cannot thank you guys enough. Mr. Ronan Komori, thank you so very much for your patronage, as well as being an awesome guy with a kick-ass taste in music. You know how much I appreciate you. Wolf Delta Pi, thank you so very much for being a patron and being an all-around just just a wonderful, uh, fun guy. Of course, Mr. Eric Phones, thank you so very much for being a patron as well as having a, uh, a wonderful taste in music. You and I have, of course, had conversations about music before. Thank you so very much for supporting the podcast, Eric. Of course, Mr. Arthur Unk, the ridiculously talented writer of the Graham's podcast, Mr. Arthur Unk. Well, new head writer of the Graham's podcast, Arthur Unk. Thank you so very much for your patience, brother. You know how much I appreciate it. And new guy here on the Hotter Show Patreon, Mike Quintero, who you may recognize that name because I had Mike on the show not all that long ago talking about his podcast, Mike's Mystery Mansion. It is amazing. Go check it out. It is quickly becoming one of the best horror narration podcasts on the internet. And if you would like a little shout out like that at the end of every episode of the show, consider joining the Hotter Show Patreon. One dollar or above gets you exclusive access to behind the scenes stuff and live streams and as well as Discord content. And also you'll get a little shout out at the end of every episode of the show. Five dollars and above gets you access to all those same things as well as the exclusive Patreon podcast. It is a horror narration show called The Tapes of Trepidation. And I am having way too much fun doing that show and it's only going to get better. And so far I've had some really great feedback from my patrons that they're really enjoying it. I put a lot of work into it and I'm so thrilled to uh, to provide that content for you guys. We have three episodes of that podcast out now and more to come. And if you join at the $10 or above, you'll get all those aforementioned benefits as well as once I hit my goal of $100 a month, which I am not that far away from. I think I'm about $30 off from that right now. You'll uh, you, you'll get something. You'll either get a nice discount on merch or maybe some free merch. Who knows? Got to hit that goal first, folks. Once I hit that $100 a month goal, we're going uh, we're, we're gonna to do something cool to celebrate. I'm really looking forward to that. But if you do not want to join the Hodge Show Patreon, that is, of course, totally okay. I just appreciate you listening, especially if you are still listening. You are seriously the best. Thank you so very much. Have a wonderful rest of your week, and I will catch you next time on the Hodge Show. Take it easy, guys.